Thank you for coming. Continuing in the Hilchot Sferada Omer, we've been talking about the ideal time to count Sferada Omer. We said the best case scenario, you're counting after Tzera Kochavim, after the stars come out. We mentioned that already I could count from the time of Shkiat Hama when the sun begins to set, because uh, we enter a period uh, of what we call Bein Hashmashot. That's after the sun sets, before the stars come out, it's called Bein Hashmashot, and we treat that as Safik Laila, that it could be, right? it's, we're in doubt, but maybe that is nighttime. And we said because we assume, at least according to most poskim, that the mitzvah of Sprat Omer is only rabbinic in nature, so we're allowed to be lenient, and we can count already from an earlier time. We said that's going to help us here, because Tzeda Kochavim is not going to be until after 9 o'clock. We're going to count Sefirat Omer, God willing, in about uh, 15 minutes or so. So we're relying on this idea that because it's rabbinic in nature, we're allowed to be lenient. But we concluded the previous halacha by mentioning that the Midaktikim, those who are most meticulous in their mitzvah observance, they will not count until Tzeda Kochavim, until the stars come out. Here the Shachanach says, if a person is davening with the tzibor, with a minion, and it's mibaod yom, so let's say for simplicity's sake, that means we're, uh, we're davening before tzeda kochavim, before the stars come out, like we're doing here. We daven mincha right before shkiyad hamam, before the sun sets. We daven marv immediately afterwards, but it's not yet the point of tzeda kochavim. So he says, you're allowed to count with them, meaning with the tzibor, without a bracha. And then if if you remember at nighttime, you could go ahead and you could count with a bracha. So what the Shechan here is suggesting is that I make as if a stipulation in the mitzvah. And I say, I'm going to count right now, Sefirat Omer, without a bracha. Okay? And if I should forget to count the rest of the night, so then this counts as the bracha. I didn't count with, a, with a, counts as the mitzvah. I didn't count with a bracha, but at least I've fulfilled the mitzvah, and I should be able to continue counting as we go forward. But if I do remember, and that's the goal, is to remember later, uh, then this shouldn't count, and I'm going to actually count later tonight with the bracha. I'm going to create a stipulation. We talked about this, I don't know, when was it? Uh, a week ago, a week and a half ago, we, saw, we talked about this idea of making a stipulation when it comes to uh, mitzvot. We are allowed to do this. We spoke about the uh, famous stipulation of the Avni Nezer. He goes into this when it comes to uh, the night of the Seder. So we have a fundamental machloket among the Ta'im, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Lazar, and Azariah. At what point, by what point do I need to have consumed the uh, Afikoman? Right or uh, really the Korban Pesach, right? So we our modern day equivalent is the piece of matzah at the end of the meal. Right? When do I need to have that consumed by? At least maybe even have the entire seder consumed by? It seems like by the point of chatzot. So for those of us in Cleveland, that's not too difficult because chatzot was like what one forty something in the morning, right? So most of us we were probably okay. But for those of us on the East Coast, and if it's earlier in the year, right, that can be particularly early. So the Avnei Nezer and how he gets there is obviously a little bit more complicated. But he says basically I can make a stipulation. I'll have two kizetim of matzah now and. And if I don't uh, get to the afikomen before chatzot, so this counts as my afikomen. Okay, well, should that work? Should it not work? Is it ideal? Is it not ideal? Topic for a different discussion. We're beyond Pesach. We moved on, right? But that is an interesting topic. So here also we're suggesting that a person can make such a stipulation. And that way, they're in theory uh, fulfilling their obligation, uh, best case scenario. The key is, I don't want to forget to count, so I'm going to count now. But if I remember later, I'll be able to count with, uh, with the bracha at a uh, better time. Now, that, that's very nice and that's very good. Uh, I will tell you, before I was here at the Beach Wakila counting out loud for everyone, that's what I would do. I would say, uh, okay, uh, I'll count now without a bracha and then hopefully I'll remember later. Now it's not as easy for me to do that because I'm the guy who counts with the bracha. Fine. Uh, anyone else here is more than welcome to rely on that. 
There are, however, some factors we'll have to consider, right? So uh, a person, we know there is a concept in halacha of mitzvot tzricho kavanah. There's a fundamental machloket. Do I have to have in mind that I'm fulfilling mitzvah when I engage in the mitzvah act? So it's not so clear whether yes or no. We end up saying when it comes to mitzvot, which are de'oraita, which are biblical in nature, you must have kavanah. You have to have in mind, I'm now fulfilling mitzvah through this act. If it's rabbinic in nature, then I don't necessarily need to have kavanah, and I could actually fulfill the mitzvah without even realizing that I've done so. So now we have to be really, really careful, because if we're dealing with a rabbinic mitzvah, which we just mentioned, that's why we're allowed to be lenient and count early, so then I need to make sure that I'm having in mind this whole big stipulation. I can't count now without a bracha and then later count and say, oh, yeah, I had in mind the whole stipulation. No, I actually need to know that when I'm going and doing this early count. So we'll have to, you know, before you rely on this, to make sure we go over the uh, additional factors that we will have to consider, but this is something that we should have in mind. Like I said, if you don't want to do this whole fancy thing, you're welcome to count now with a racha, and you will be uh, all good and all great. Yes, sir? Do the stipulation have to be said out loud, or can it just be a mental? Yeah, I think it could be mental. Mental. Yeah, but it has to be something that you actually actively thought of, not just, you know, after the fact, saying like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had that in mind. Rabbi Hanan, I'm